I, on my end, am always talking about my books. I'm reading, I'm showing up, I'm posting about them in my newsletter. I talk about my books. I'm always plugging. And I'm also asking asking friends and family and people who write to me and say, I love your book, please leave a review. So other people know because Amazon, as much as love-hate is there, they push books out there. And so I think Moonlight Gratitude has like over 250 great reviews. And it's because I'm asking people, please give me a five-star review. Tell people about the book. Don't just give the stars, like tell people what to expect. Because I think we in our heads know what our books are about. And it's really easy to just be like, buy my book. It's really going to help you. But if there's 250 people that are like, oh my God, this book has really helped me calm down, then there's social proof there. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hey there, it's Miriam Shulman here, your curator of inspiration. And you're listening to episode number 259 of the Inspiration Place podcast. I am so glad that you're here. I have a very special guest with me today, and I can't wait to bring her on. So I'm just going to go ahead and introduce her. She quit her job in 2014 to pursue her dreams of becoming an author and starting her own business. She launched a coaching company which specializes in helping women harness their bravery to bring their gifts into the world. Her signature program from writer to author helps aspiring authors navigate the publishing industry with clarity and confidence. She's also the author of four books, Moonlight Gratitude, Moonlight Gratitude Journal, Find Your Glow Feed, Your Soul, and Sunrise Gratitude, which was named in 10 books that might change your life right now. Please welcome to the inspiration place, Emily Silva. Well, hey there, Emily. Welcome to the show. Hi, Miriam. Thanks for having me. All right. So I'm so excited to have you here, which is why I couldn't wait to just bring you on. I didn't want to do any of that chit chat. So Emily and I met at this conference called Alt Summit, which is for women or I don't know what they say they're for women, but what the closing keynote was a dude. I don't know if you knew that controversy. No, I didn't know the controversy. I uh, well, I don't know if everyone felt as controversial about it as I did. But anyway, it's a lovely let's not be negative. It's a <laughs> lovely, lovely conference. And it's really, really good for creatives like us. Mm-hmm. So Emily and I happened to be at the book signing table at the same time. And I picked up her book and I had to have it. So I picked up Moonlight Gratitude. 365 nighttime meditations for deep, tranquil sleep. Like, holy cow, this is good. And I have been reading it. It's so beautiful. Thank you. And I picked up your book and it's been really inspirational. Thank you. And we're just Mm going to talk about how great we are the rest of the hour. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just going to be an hour long infomercial for our books. No, I'm just kidding. So, but one thing you said when we were just sitting there and you just kind of tossed it out. Like, I don't know if you were slipping in this credential or you just don't realize how huge this is. You said it sold a hundred thousand copies. Yeah, I think I'm shocked. 
So I found out because I get my I get a statement twice a year to see like how my books are doing. And my publisher is really good at putting books in large places like Target and Barnes and Noble and Staples. And then I've also done a lot of promotion on Moonlight Gratitude, which is my first book baby. And it's very special to me. And I feel that I've just consistently put it out there and consistently heard from readers on how this book has helped them. And so I think it's been a slow growth, but I think it's kind of like what Anne Lamott says, bird by bird, it's just book by book. And it's made its way in six years to this number. And it's kind of shocking to me because when I wrote it, I kind of didn't know what I was doing because it was a different format than what I'm used to. But it was supposed to be written and it was supposed to be my first book for sure. Okay. First of all, I'm glad you answered that question. I wanted to know like on what period of time did this 100,000 happen? So this is six years ago. So you wrote this in 2017 was the publication date? Publication was March 15th, 2017. Wow. And how did this come about? Did you get an agent? Did they approach you? Because that always my listeners want to know. So I did not get an agent. I tried to get an agent. I wrote a different book right after I quit my job. I went to Bali on a one-way ticket to write the next Eat, Pray, Love. I told you the story at Alt Summit. And I didn't, of course, write that next one, but I tried to get it published. I tried to do all the things you're supposed to do to find an agent. And I just got rejection after rejection after rejection. And it kind of felt it was horrible actually. And I just wanted to quit writing. I'm like, you know what? Nobody likes my writing. I'm done with this. I'm putting it away. So I actually put it away. January 1st of 2016 was one of my resolutions was I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to build my business. So my resolution was to stop trying to push this book out into the world and just build my business. And 27 days later, I heard from my publisher who had found me on Instagram. I had 117 followers, I believe. She went to my blog. Wait, wait, wait. let's clarify. 117 full stop, not 117, 100,000, right? 117 people. Yeah, like my mom and my cousins and you know my best friends. So it was a very small following, but it wasn't Instagram that really f- sold her on me. She went to my link, which was my my website, and she started reading my blog. And on my blog, I talked a lot about how gratitude had changed my life. And so she pitched to me writing a gratitude meditation journal based on all these things that I had been writing. And I'm going to say my blog was probably two years old at that time. And I was just writing into the ether. I didn't really have like a way. I kind of had a small mailing list, but I didn't really had it dialed in yet. I was just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall to say, but just really trying everything because I was new in building a business. And so she found that. And I at first, I actually thought it was a joke because there's just a lot of spam out there. So I looked her up to make sure she was legit. I stalked her on LinkedIn and saw that she really has publishing chops and responded. And that's how the book came to be. And I've been writing with that publisher since 2016 when they signed me. Okay. And this is a division of... Cordo. Cordo. And they publish a lot of our books, actually. Is that correct? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. So a lot of the artists who we know and love, their books are usually with them. And they so they are really good at putting out these full color books. I mean, this one is gorgeous. There's like beautiful illustrations throughout. Do you know what medium the artist used in here? I do not know the medium, but it's probably ink. Because um, when the book was published, my husband contacted her and we got the original cover art. And I believe it's ink. What a wonderful husband. Mm -hmm. He's pretty awesome. And he also secretly contacted the artist of the journal. It's a different artist and got me the cover art of that as well. So he's just secret and sneaky, but loving and I love it. And now I have these beautiful pieces of artwork that I didn't think of gifting myself, but art really is a gift, especially if it has something to do with something you care so deeply about. Okay. I just want to put a highlighter through that. Art is a gift. Okay. Note to team, turn that into a quote, gram, whatever those things are called. Okay. Right. Like we just to make sure. Now there's a couple of things you said that so I'm a little confused. I'm sure my audience might be as well. So your agent wanted you to do a journal But this book was the first book. The journal came later. Is that correct? Yes. I don't have an agent. So I pitched the journal myself. To the publisher. It was the publisher, not an agent. Okay. I'm so confused because I'm... You did say that and I'm just so mixed up. Like, how does this even happen without an agent? Okay. So the publisher, she originally wanted a journal or the type of writing you're doing now? So she originally wanted a meditation book. So Moonlight Gratitude was the original idea. I was given the construct of 85 words or less. So I had to write these passages and I'm used to writing long form in essay format or narrative. So it was a real challenge for me, but I actually loved it because it pushed me as a writer. And I think it made me a better writer because I had to push a thought out in 85 words. I had to push a full idea into this short little paragraph to help people calm their minds. And so last year I pitched the journal idea because something that I do for my coaching clients at the end of every call is they have homework and I always do personalized journal questions, things to think about until our next call. And my clients really love that. And I thought, what if I made a journal off this book that people love that they could use once a month with the full moon, have these reflective questions and just stop and pause and have a theme for each month. And so I pitched that last year and she liked it. And so I have the journal out too. And something I love about my publisher is everybody on my publishing team is a woman. And I love that. Girl power. I love that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. My team is mostly women also. Now the editor who's listening to this podcast, it's a husband-wife team. Mm -hmm. Technically, I think it's owned by her. Right. But I think whoever's editing this right now might be a dude. That's That's fine. I mean, I love, I love men. I love my husband. I do do too. But most of my team, I like empowering women. Like my video editor is a woman, my VA is a woman, and I have a full time person who is also a woman. Okay. So let us read from the book. Are these, so these pages are 85 words. I know that was your original, like, what they asked you to do. Is that what ended up happening? Yeah, it's around 85 words. So some are like 90 something, some are 77. But 
that was the framework that I was given. And then I had creative license. So I could write about anything I wanted as long as it was something that could calm people down. Beautiful. Okay. So we are in listener, we're in your past, but we are traveling to your future. So we can read you today's journal, which what what day did we say this is coming out? May 23rd? May 23rd. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. Feelings of defeat create despair, which can be difficult to let go of. To overcome self-defeat, be your own inner hero. Write down the thoughts that are cultivating defeats and then rewrite the narrative from a more compassionate point of view. Stop the negative thought loop by creating a positive spin. Reroute the thought and tell fear to move aside. When fear and defeat speak, respond with compassion and love. It's so good. Thank you. It's so good. And I love what the artist did throughout here. That's also the part that like calms me down. I like seeing the starry nights. Like, mm-hmm. How much input did you have with the art direction, if any? On this book, zero. Okay. So I didn't know what the art was going to look like. I knew it was going to be illustrated because Cordo does illustrated books. And when I got the proofs, it was, honestly, it was a dream come true because I'm obsessed with the ocean and I'm obsessed with whales. And they had already found the artist before they matched me and her together. So she was doing her art and I was doing my writing. And then we we saw our artworks together. And so having my words next to her beautiful pictures just really warms my heart because knowing that I didn't have any say and then how perfect it ended up was just very serendipitous, I think. I'm flipping open to see if we can find what her name is. Where her they- name is Snow Seychelles and she lives up in the Salish Sea up in the Pacific Northwest. And her Instagram handle is Swimming in Moonlight. And she does a lot of photography there too. And she's just this magical mermaid. Oh, that's so beautiful. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's make sure to tag her as well in the show notes and give her a shout out because we always want to make sure we support those artists. Absolutely. And do you know who the artist is for your journal? The journal version, you said that was a different artist. Yes. So she's in the copyright. Let me see. Her name is Amelia LeBaron, and she's a graphic artist. All right. So we will try to find her as well. I'm not seeing that they gave her credit in this book, though, for the... um, Snow is on the very last page. She's cover and internal illustrations. Her copyright is Snow Seychelles. Okay. There she is. We always want to make sure. Oh, yeah. It's one of the first things I do before I sign my contracts is like, how does the copyright look? Now that I know to look for those things. When I first got my first book deal, I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just so excited. I mean, I'm really glad you said that now more than once is that we're all kind of making it up as we go along because who even knows what it's supposed to be anyway. And, and and why should it all be the same? So it's, you know. And I learned something new with each contract. So I don't have an agent. So I don't have somebody that like looks it over and protects me. And I think that's what's so great about agents. So I'm learning and I, and I do have a very empathic and compassionate 
publisher, which I'm really grateful for. It could be, I think, a lot worse. So I, I do have time to look it over. I have a friend who's a lawyer and I'm like, look at this. Am I being screwed anywhere? You know, what should I look out for? And I also know from my corporate experience, never take the first offer. So I have negotiated on several of these contracts, especially the first one. I was like, can I get more money? Because I know not to take the first offer. That's interesting. I didn't take the first offer just out of vanity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Here it's you. also your you art, right? You offered me something for the book. And I went about to my agent and I asked her to ask for, I think, 25% more than the original offer. Mm-hmm. It was ballsy, but I got it. So, mm-hmm. How many books were you required to buy from HarperCollins as part of your contract? That is so rude. No wonder Miriam doesn't like you. Rude. You haven't even introduced yourself, and this is the third time you've been on this show. Ah, quite right. I'm Lottie, and I'm here to spice up the show from time to time. Well, get on with it then. I suppose you're going to read another tiresome review of Artpreneur? Yes, but I, unlike you, find them entertaining. Here's one I quite agree with that comes from Amy Pleasant. Amy writes, as a mid-career artist, I picked up this book to rethink, refresh, and figure out the next expansion for my business and work. The information in this book has proved so helpful. I find myself repeatedly referring to it as I tweak and experiment. It is absolutely filled with the most practical information no matter what your business model looks like. It is so well written. And I loved the personal anecdotes and how she was able to articulate those struggles we all have. Highly recommend. And I suppose that was also from one of her artist incubator clients. Yes, Amy Pleasant. She is quite the accomplished artist with two museum shows. You can find her art at amypleasantseattle.com. You forgot to tell them how they can order the book. Isn't that what Miriam is paying you to do? Yes. Me, unlike you, have a job to do. Well then, carry on with it. You can order Artpreneur and claim exclusive bonuses such as a 12-part video series on Artpreneur affirmations when you go to artpreneurbook.com. By the way, do you have anything better to do than interrupt and criticize? No, that's why they call me an internet troll. I focus on belittling other people, so I don't have to focus on my own shortcomings. I see. Well, we have better things to do than to listen to you. Let's get back to the show. Now, you it's six years later, you sold 100,000 copies. What was it like that first two months? Because that's where I'm sitting right now. And I'm looking at you, like, hopefully this is my future self right now that I'm looking at. And right now I'm sitting on only 3,000 copies sold. What was it like for you in the beginning? Did you, or you didn't know what it was as they went along? Is that right? Yeah. In the beginning, I was just telling everybody I could. I was going to these, all these, anywhere that would let me sign books, I was going to and talking to them. But what really was kind of a turning point was a friend was in Target and saw it in the, I think it was like the $8 Target area. And she went, oh my God there's a bunch of your books here. And then I had another friend who was in Staples and their Christmas display was like, oh my God, Staples has a ton of your books here. And so I didn't know how to do that kind of stuff. And Barnes and Noble had 
a ton of my books on a table. So there was a sales force and that's what's so great about being published with the traditional publishers. They have a sales force that knows how to get into these channels and sell a lot of copies of your books. Because if I was just on my own volition, I probably would not even be tens of thousands, but they know how to push the copies. They put a, there's like a, there's an event at the Javits Center every January. And I know my book is displayed there and people who come in to buy books for their stores and gifts for their stores, see my books there. So these are things that my publisher is doing. I, on my end, am always talking about my books. I'm reading, I'm showing up, I'm posting about them in my newsletter. I talk about my books. I'm always plugging. And I'm also asking asking friends and family and people who write to me and say, I love your book, please leave a review. So other people know because Amazon, as much as love-hate is there, they push books out there. And so I think Moonlight Gratitude has like over 250 great reviews. And it's because I'm asking people, please give me a five-star review. Tell people about the book. Don't just give the stars, like tell people what to expect. Because I think we in our heads know what our books are about. And it's really easy to just be like, buy my book. It's really going to help you. But if there's 250 people that are like, oh my God, this book has really helped me calm down, then there's social proof there. Yeah. Okay. I'm making a note on my list to leave you a review today. Thank you. 251. So, and I will do it with my picture. So artists, I want you to know who are listening, you can take a picture of the book in front of your easel if you, with your art. You can use your real name. I don't know about you, Emily, but I give shout outs to people on both on my blog, on social media, when I know who it is. If I, you know, if it's, if it's mama of three, you know, as the handle of leaving the review, I don't know who to give credit to, but if you use your real name, I try to give you a shout out. And one thing that I found, I know that the publisher really helps push out the books, but one thing that I found that really has surprised me is that as large as my audience is and as large as my email list is, selling books still really is a one-to-one transaction. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, when, especially at Alt Summit, this was such a great example speaking to people, hearing their stories. You're a great listener. I watched you as people were telling you some of their stories at the table. It's more than just the buy-in of the book. It's also you as your brand. And you also have coaching. You also have art. But this book was just one more piece of connection that they have to you. And that's how I feel that the book has done so well. Because if somebody posts or tags me, I'm going in and thanking them in the DMs. I'm very grateful. I mean, gratitude is my thing. So I make sure to practice what I preach. And I think that's how it grows also. It's like one-to-one. This one person said, hey, I loved this book. Their friend might like it. If someone posts it, I'm thanking them. And I'm just letting people always know how grateful I am that they are still reading a book that I wrote six years ago. It's beautiful. And I think this is a lesson for everyone listening, not just authors, but visual artists as well, because the connection to you is what made me buy the book. Mm. It's a great book, but there were a lot of great books sitting on that table. And I didn't even really even notice your book until we had our conversation. 
And I know the same thing was true of my book as well. It was sitting on the table and I went there in the morning after the first round of book signings. I said, did you sell any? They go, no, only the people who were signing books sold so far. I was like, oh, okay. And then I sold a bunch when we were sitting there, as did you. And I don't know how many sold after that, but it was mostly because of their connection with us. And Mm -hmm. that is what is also true for the visual artists. The art does not sell itself, no matter what it is. It really is the human connection, whether it's the human connection to us as the author, the human connection to us as the artist, or the human connection that you said that you're somebody else who reads the book who might recommend it to somebody. So it's those human connections are really what what sells our our books and our art. Yeah, I think the influencer idea is kind of oversold because, you know, maybe you have 90 million followers and you say buy this thing, but that lasts maybe 10 seconds because then the next influencer is going to come in and tell me to buy another thing. And so we're just bombarded these days it's information overload. But if my friend says, oh my God, this book really affected me, I'm probably going to read it. You know, I will pick it up and give it at least a hundred pages. Probably we'll read the whole thing. The same thing with artists or TV shows or anything that, because there's so much that we can consume. If someone tells me it's good and they know me, I'm probably going to like it. Okay. All right. So we're going to wrap up. If you want to get her book, it is Moonlight Gratitude in all the places. And Emily's website is souladventures.com. And if you like it, the theme is gratitude. The best way to show her your gratitude is to leave a review on Amazon. It costs you nothing to leave the review, by the way. So it's just a little bit of your time. All right, Emily, do you have any last words for our listeners before we call this podcast complete? Yes, I think because we're speaking to artists and writers and creatives, you know, just put yourself out there. I know that it's really scary to show your art, to show your writing, but we don't know the magic that you have. And so I just want to encourage everyone to harness their bravery and share one thing today that they're creating. And who knows who you're going to affect. If you affect one person and bring beauty into their day, that's enough. Thank you so much. I love that. I just want to add one thing to that. I was on a podcast earlier today, Dr. Wayne Perel, and he was talking about how as we age, we want to know that what we do matters. And your art matters to people. And it can't help people if they don't know about it. So whether it's a poem or painting, put it out there, market it, not just to make money, but so people can see it because it doesn't, no one can enjoy it if it's just hidden away in a drawer. All right, Emily, thank you so much for being with me here today. All right, everyone. I will see you the same time, same place next week. New episode drops every Tuesday. Until then, stay inspired. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course, on shulmanart.com.